0: Okay, at this time we're blessed to have our sermon for today, brought to us by Mr. Barnabas Grayson, entitled Peace and Safety. In case you're wondering, I guess, (laughs) what kind? I, uh, the, uh, the other morning, I think it was Tuesday, see, I can't even remember, but, uh, our fire alarm started going off. 5.30 in the morning, and we have seven of them, and we have very high ceilings. But fortunately, we have a couple of ladders, and, uh, the long one reaches up about I, I think around 17 feet, and I got that one down, but it was still ringing. Just you know how when you're hearing something like fire, fire, and you get this buzzing and this ringing of all sorts, it drives you crazy, drives you almost mad. And so anyway, I uh, went ahead, proceeded to the room, and. Got on the, uh, I think it's the 12-foot ladder. And about halfway up, I uh, did a nose dive toward the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. And it all seemed like slow motion. But anyway, I know I hit something, and uh, I believe it was these, the frame of these glasses that uh, bloodied my nose there. And uh, I fell toward a piano bench, fell to the floor, Immediately got up, looked around, but I didn't know I was bleeding as coming you know, out of this little cut, this small cut. And so things like that, you know, can suddenly happen, and as I was going down, I just hoped for the best, prayed for the best. And uh, fortunately, here I am, m- maybe I've got some more sense knocked into me, because I've always seen those commercials, don't, if you're old, don't climb up on the ladder, And I told uh, my cousin that I had uh, fallen from the ladder. And he texted back and said, were you trying to be Superman? And uh, I said, well, I'm okay now, but there must have been some kryptonite nearby. So those of you who have read Superman comic books know that kryptonite is the thing that weakens Superman. Anyway, with that little introduction... I suppose by now you've gotten the outline for the sermon this afternoon. (coughs) Open my Bible here. As you read here, peace and safety. History shows there has been more years of war than there have been years of peace. So we know the Bible also says that uh, what has been shall be again. And we know that the Bible gives us a look ahead as to things to watch for and how to be as we encounter these things that are along the way. And we're also reminded that there is a victory in the word and that in due season there shall be a time of peace. Let's look at the uh, book of First Thessalonians chapter 5. Where it says, we know perfectly well. That is, from the Greek word, akridos, which means we accurately know perfectly well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. It's going to be sudden. It's going to be unexpected. And so we have to be, be prepared, because it's going to come unexpectedly. For when they shall say, peace and safety, then come sudden destruction as travail, upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. So we are warned in a way to get ready. Be spiritually prepared because you know once once labor starts the only thing left is just to go through with it. Verse 4, but you brethren are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. In a sermon a few weeks ago, I uh, talked about uh, working out your own salvation. But that, you know, not that it belongs to you to do what you want, but to do it according to the will of God, which he reveals I- in the Bible. But it says there in Ecclesiastes 3 that to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. So here on earth, things that transpire in life, that's, you know, both the good and the bad, imposes things upon us sometimes suddenly, sometimes in the long run. But as I heard, uh, sometimes I watched this uh, uh, Barney Miller, and uh, they, were they had uh, arrested a man, and he was an escape artist, but he had, uh, they were impressed by the many times that he had been uh, escaping from his confinements. And he said, and I thought this was kind of smart, he said, as we grow older, time imposes a certain amount of wisdom on us, whether we like it or not. So we learn wisdom from various ways, like, you know, falling from a ladder, you know. So I thought about that. But anyway, to everything, it says, there is a season. There's a season, it's a time to learn something. And time to... uh, uh, Adjust from it. There is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. We know what it says throughout the rest of the scripture, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to kill, to heal, and so on. But in verse 8 it says that there is a time to love, and a time to hate, and a time of war, and a time of peace. So how how aware are we? of the times that we are now living in. Now it may be such that we would rather not think about it. We might cover our eyes, close our ears, and, and not really want to talk about it or hear about it. But from time to time, we are reminded when we hear of you know, these shootings and mass murders that are taking place, the crime and injustice, the lies, the hypocrisy, the corruption, the dishonesty, the wickedness in high places, Man's hate for man, racism, bigotry, sickness, war, ad nauseum. This ad nauseum I read is a Latin phrase that describes something that's been repeated or talked about for so long that we're kind of sick of hearing it. So when you, we uh, read the Bible, we see a lot of things that are repeated over and over. And sometimes we make a list of all the things, like I just did, of the things that we see wrong in our society. So we get a bit ad nauseum sometimes when we listen to the daily news. You know, it's constant. It's, it's over and over, uh, repeat. But where do we stand as we look at the world around us today? Do we know what lies ahead in this last age of man? You know, from our Bible studies, we we read about those things that are going to come to pass. And anyway, what good is it to know? So I considered this verse 8 from the Bible in Ecclesiastes, and I wondered about how many years of peace there has been in the world compared to the years of war. So, you know, this is a question that many have wondered about, and the answer goes back into history so I came upon this website called june29.com, I think that's it. And there I gathered a few interesting observations about what the writer wrote about the history of war, the times they took place, how long they lasted, and, and the countries that were involved. Now the article stated that the longest period of recorded history without war was the Pax Romana, which lasted about 200 years. And it was reported as a time of peace and prosperity in the Roman Empire, with great advances in the science and in the arts and literature and music and so on. But it was also a time when many different religions practiced side by side. So this article went on to say that the world has been at peace for only about 268 years of recorded history you think about all the centuries, all the thousands of years that have passed, only 268 years of recorded history has there been peace. It also mentioned that since the United States was founded in 1776, there have been 21 years of peace out of 239 years. Uh, That figure was presented in 2005, so that figure is, you know, probably maybe a little bit more, maybe less. It's 18 years out of date. But we get the picture, don't we, that there has been more years of war than of peace. That tells us that man just can't get along. They're always after something, and they're willing to go and fight for it. Now, it was Jesus who told his disciples about the signs of the last days. He said to them that there shall come false prophets, and that you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars as well as other calamities that we know that was, that's listed in Matthew 24. So as Bible readers and followers of Jesus Christ and his words, we're always reminded of the times that we live in. Now, when one hears about war, there may be many who just don't like to think about it. It means bad things. It means terrible things happening. But it's a thing oftentimes we think of as going on in another country far away. And as long as it's far away, it, it doesn't really seem to concern, concern us a bit. Now, whether that's true or not, I, I, that's what I think. Now, the last major war was World War II. But there were so-called conflicts, Vietnam, Korea, Afghanistan, Iraq. And these have gone down into the pages of history. <coughs> Some time ago, I saw a church marquee during the covid period that said this too shall pass you know it's a a kind of a positive outlook on things that were happening at that time but we know that there are other things like it that could come along so we know what christ meant when he said to watch and to pray so in my early days of worldwide church of god i got the impression that we should keep up with all the news subscribe to news magazines and, and just to stay on top of what's happening in the world, just to be informed, you know, to uh, know what's going on. Now, there was a minister who put it another view on that verse, and it's one that I've come to look at a lot more closely, that we should watch ourselves and pray. We've got to pray for guidance. We've got to pray for help and strength to overcome whatever carnal natures that seek to bring us down, and... Resist the devil. Resist the the fiery darts that he throws at us in our trials and tribulations so that we can escape all those things that shall, that must, shortly come to pass. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. So when we find ourselves in a trial or trouble, it says that no temptation has taken you except what is common to man. God is faithful, and he will not permit you to be tempted above what you can endure, but will, with the temptation, make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. We are always vulnerable to temptation and sin, vulnerable to many things, accidents and so on. But what are we supposed to escape? What is this uh, prayer going to get us to escape from? Well, we know that there is a wrath to come, that there is uh, judgment and condemnation. Matthew 23. So therefore, Christ said, "Watch always and pray that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man, coming day when we shall stand before." the son of man for when they shall say peace and safety you know, actually that means peace and security then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape this word safety is from the Greek word if I can pronounce it correctly as meaning security it's easy to get lost in our jobs, in our careers, and in our wealth and in our riches riches that we, that we forget and we neglect a great salvation that is laid out for us in the holy word of God. We forget about the importance of watching in prayer because this is what Jesus said to his disciples back then that has come to our time today as good advice. It should not be neglected for any length of time. I know I have neglected it at times, but when I do, it comes back to me, you need to get down on your knees, you need to pray. So the importance of watching and prayer should not be neglected for any length of time. In Luke chapter 22, I shall go to the... Bible for this, because I don't have it written down, Matthew, Mark, Luke, 22, I want to read some verses there. start with uh, 37 in the daytime he was teaching in the temple this is Christ and at night he went out and abode in the mount that is called Mount of Olives and all the people came early in the morning to him for to hear him and so we know that this was at the feast of unleavened bread now in verse 39 of chapter 22 And he came out and went, as he was wont, to the Mount of Olives. And his disciples also followed him. And when he was at at the uh, place, he said unto them, Pray that you enter not into temptation. So this is something that we should include in our prayer, you know. Pray that you enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if you be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. So we lay it before the Eternal that everything is according to his will. We all have certain desires, certain wants, certain things that we we would rather have, but not my will, thine be done. We know Christ was praying hard because of the cup, because of the uh, crucifixion that he was going to be facing. I want to read all of that chapter, but being in agony, verse 44, being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Sometimes when we are in agony, we are in pain or some kind of doubt facing us, we pray more earnestly, don't we? And his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said unto them, why sleep? Why sleep? you? Why do you sleep? Rise and pray lest you enter into temptation. Now, peace and security. Some people do trust in their riches, trust in their positions. They trust in the things that are apart from God. We say we trust in God, but then we kind of look to the material things that we have. Some trust in their riches. And so we see here, that Luke was talking about, we see here an attitude in which complacency can give us a feeling of false security. And then suddenly, adversity befalls us. I had a feeling of false security when I was on that ladder. I thought I could, you know, I could handle it. Even after watching those commercials say, you know, old people shouldn't be on ladders. Uh, I learned a lesson there. False security, then suddenly adversity befalls us. Could have been worse when I hit the floor, but it wasn't, except for a little bit of tightness around my neck. And I thought, well, you know, I can still swivel my head. It just adds a little bit to the limp that I have in my leg. But Jesus said, Watch and pray that you may be able to escape all these things that must shortly come to pass. And he's talking about the world conditions that we see going on around us in today's society. And we need the eternal's protection. His help. Every day, praying. Like he says in the Lord's Prayer, in the eternal. Give us this day our daily bread. The daily word, so to speak. There is victory In the Word. As we know, there is a horrible war taking place between Russia and Ukraine. And like all wars do, there is a devastating toll that is taken on human life, on the economy, on the infrastructure, the livelihood of the people. And what Ecclesiastes, verse 8, tells us is that though there be war, there shall come peace. And though there be hatred, there shall come love, but all in due time. And for sure, at the return of Jesus Christ, when there shall really come a time of healing, restoration, a time to laugh, a time to embrace, to love, and to have peace. So we are soldiers of the Lord and we are to be standing guard always ready knowing the time the, the times we live in because our weapons are spiritual they are supplied of course by the holy spirit that we read about in in Galatians if so it would be that that spirit dwells in us Now we also know that the holy spirit is not a person but it is the mind and the power of Jesus Christ and the father so that's given to those who have repented been baptized and accepted the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for their sins now in 1 Corinthians 13 I'm just going to refer to that like in verse 12 we see here that there are three guides in our life and whatever we do in this life should be guided by these three things faith hope and charity and the greatest of which is charity is love. Verse two tells, uh, verse 12 tells us now we see through a glass darkly but then face to face now I know I- uh, in part and now abideth faith but then shall I know even as also I am known greatest of these the greatest of these is charity so we look at ourselves we look at ourselves and how we stand in faith and how we stand in love and how we stand in hope. A lot of things out there that want us to deny those things or not put our faith into those things. We all falter sometimes and forget, and forget those things. Hebrews chapter 2, starting verse 10, it says that love works no ill to, toward, to his neighbor. And love is the fulfilling of the law. And that knowing the time, that now it's high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. Nearer than when we believe. There was that first time we came across the word of God. When we began to believe in the word of God. For some of us that's been a long time past. For some of us only recently. But... It is, our salvation is nearer, the salvation that we have studied about. It's nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Now you know where to look for when you look for the, uh, what armor to put on. Verse 13, let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provisions for the flesh to to fulfill the lust thereof. So our aim is to be like Christ. When the Apostle Paul said these words to the saints there in Rome, you know, they must have sounded urgent upon the people there that they should be getting ready by putting on the armor of Jesus Christ, of the Lord. First Thessalonians chapter 5, again, it says in verse 1, But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, You remember in Ecclesiastes it tells us of good and bad things that are coming. For yourselves know perfectly well that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. When they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. But you, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. So you watch not only yourselves but you also watch the world around you. You're you are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep. Let us be awake, as uh, not sleep like others, but let us watch and be sober. Now, we can't change the world and do a little bit, but nations go to war to bring peace. And, the, and there's collateral damage that's done, and we can also get caught up in it. But God has called us to be peacemakers, doing what we can do in this age, learning the way of peace to bring it into the world that points to the prince of peace that is to come. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. But before Christ returns, we know we shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. And he said that as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the last days when violence filled the earth they were eating drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day it began to rain and the floods came now it's common knowledge I guess that there are undercurrents of things that are going on that make for war but not peace now we may not know everything just we should watch ourselves. Keep our spiritual strength up and pray that we may be able to escape for those things that must shortly come to pass. James 4, things that can lead to war, I'll only read one uh, scripture out of that. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lusts that war in your members? But there are many nations, we know, and there are many people who would rather not hear what the eternal has to say but just to leave him out of any discussion and the prophet isaiah we find spoke of this attitude isaiah chapter 30 he said verse 9 this is a rebellious people an obstinate people that won't listen that won't obey lying children children that will not hear the law of the lord Which say to the seers, see not, and to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things. Speak unto us smooth things. Prophesy deceits. In other words, say only what they want to hear. Verse 11, get you out of the way. Turn aside out of the path. Cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from us, to quit bothering us with his words, with his directions. So they want the prophets to be silent. They say, tell us nice things. Tell us lies. Forget all this gloom. We've heard more than enough about God. Verse 12, Wherefore, thus saith the Holy One of Israel, because you despise this word and trust in oppression and perverseness and stay thereon. They just won't change your ways. Therefore, verse 13, Therefore, this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out in a high wall, when breaking comes suddenly at an instant. Luke chapter 21, Jesus said, verse 33, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And he said, Take heed to yourselves, lest any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day come upon you unawares. Living Bible translates it this way, Don't let me find you living in careless ease, carousing and drinking, and occupied with the problems of this life like all the rest of the world. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the earth. So Matthew 24 tells us what things Christ is going to see. He mentions them, that there will be nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, Earthquakes in different places, famines, pestilences, fearful sights, and great signs from heaven, persecution and imprisonment, and so on. Jeremiah six thirteen. He tells us about this kind of attitude. Verse 13, for from the least of them, even to the grace of them, Everyone is given to covetousness. Wanting something that they really shouldn't have. Wanting something that other people might give them. And from the prophet, even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. Again, we come across, I'm not going to read Amos, but Amos chapter 3 is a good read because it talks about uh, can two walk together unless they be agreed? Talks about woe to them that are at ease. And in chapter 8, about the famine of the word that is going to come. But in verse 9, 13 through 15, you can read where that there is good news that is going to come. So the prophets had unpopular messages. People didn't want to hear them. Woody Guthrie had a song, some sing, like Bob Dylan. It said, it's entitled The Times, They Are a Changing. And so, atomic scientists have come up with what they call a doomsday clock. And, and <laughs> This was revealed this past Tuesday morning. And you might ask, well, what is the doomsday clock? I'm sure you know, but it was created in 1947 by the by U.S. atomic scientists. It is a metaphor for how close humanity is to self annihilation, and the earth is no longer habitable. So it looks at current events and trends that pose dangers to the world now and in the near future. From 2020 to 2022, the clock showed 100 seconds before the midnight hour. And this is the closest it has ever been to midnight in history. Now, on Tuesday, this past week, it showed that we are 10 seconds closer to the doomsday hour. So they take into account current events. They look at uh, wars that are fighting some strongly in other areas. They look at climate change and all these other things and how they have, might have an effect on society. But in the last few days, it was reported that Germany and the U.S. will be sending tanks to Ukraine for the, uh, the military, the Ukrainian military, to use in their war against uh, Russia. Also, Poland is going to be sending their armor. When I first heard this on the news, I was sitting there comfortably watching, and uh, it gave me a start. It really did. I said, you know, in Europe, this is where a lot of things start. But then, we could be wrong. But that's why they move the doomsday clock 10 seconds closer to the doomsday hour, which uh, amounts to 90 seconds, I think it is. 90 seconds or, you know, a minute and a half. But why a doomsday clock? Why do we have words uh, in the Bible about things that are going to happen. Like the clock, it seeks to make mankind aware of threats so that ways may be found to set the clock back. It's been ticking for you know 76 years, which was set in 1947. Just like the Bible gives us things, instructions and directions and prophecy that hopefully it could uh, set it back. So there are people... Who take this clock seriously, just as some who watch the daily news that alerts them to the happenings that can change life. For some it is a call to action, just like the words of God, they are a call to action. And we find we can find victory in the word. But for some it's just a novelty that really means nothing. Because but when they say peace and safety, you know that the day of the Lord is going to come like a thief in the night. I'll refer you to Philippians chapter 2, where the apostle wrote that every tongue should confess Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, to the glory of God. That we may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world, to shine like stars. Whenever that opportunity presents for someone who doesn't understand what's going on in our world today, we can refer to the Bible. Be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, but be ready to explain the gospel and and the Bible and all it says about what's coming. We know that the gospel began with Jesus and his disciples, so to speak. It's a message meant for all nations, to the Jew first and then to the Greek. And then the Gentile nations. Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find pasture. We can't deny Jesus who saves us. The son of God who gave his life for us. Ephesians 6.15 says that we should have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, walking that direction, walking the right way. And so we put on the armor of God. <coughs> Matthew twenty-four fourteen says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So the good news is preached at a time when things may look bleak and gloomy and ho- helpless. 1 Peter 2.9 says, You are a chosen generation, royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we do this in the time that the eternal gives us. But it may be also seen as a promise when our time in this life is over. We can remember this. When, you know, like the song song says, when death's dark dew is upon our forehead. This past week, I reviewed a sermon that was given by Art, Art Williams. It was entitled, Victory Through the Word, given on December twenty fifth, 2021. If you get a chance, uh, go to that and review it. Looking at it, of course, you know, missing him, tear it up. But it's in the first few words that he said that caught my attention. He said, this is what Art said, he said, What we see, what has been, what may transpire in the next few years is not permanent. The key is to keep our mind on him, referring to Jesus Christ, to become like him. As was said in that message... Today is temporary. Our situation is temporary, he said. Our situation is temporary, he said, no matter how strenuous it might be. So what we see in the world around us, what we have taking place in our life today or will take place, though it may be one of gloom and doom, it's temporary, it's not permanent. Because we know that to everything there is a season for every purpose under heaven. When those things come along, There is a purpose. We learn a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. And Galatians 4 tells us that it is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing. We know that Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That's life today and life tomorrow. That we need to remember to watch and pray. In John 14, (coughs) verse 27, he said, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't fragile like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. That's from the Living Bible. King James says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. So let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Through the holy power of the Holy Spirit that we have received upon baptism, that our hearts might be troubled for a little bit, but it doesn't last. It's just temporary. It's not permanent. Neither let it be afraid. So we need to trust in the Lord, pray for one another, and like the song that we sang earlier, because he lives, he lives and as jesus said in matthew 28:20 20, in conclusion he said lo i'm with you always even to the end of the age amen